when you are at home alone, you have to be really disciplined about making sure that you get social contact beyond the Zoom calls that you're having with your clients, beyond the video exchanges that you're doing with your clients. You know, you have to make sure that you're getting out of the house, going for walks, and that you are getting that you are being social outside of your house. Because there, I mean, and even now, there are, you know, there, I won't leave my house for days. It'll happen. So it, you just ha- it's really important to, to make sure that you are you schedule that time in and you're diligent about doing it. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to this episode of All About Fitness. That voice you heard in the beginning was my guest for this episode, Ms. Artemis Scandalides. Before I get into the full introduction and what we'll be talking about today, yeah, I want to share a little story with you. You know, a number of years ago, I was working for the American Council on Exercise. They're the largest nonprofit personal trainer certification organization here in, in the United States. My job for them was to create education content and do a lot of writing. And one of the benefits, you know, the job was I would work from home, you know, maybe two to four days a month. You know, I wouldn't take advantage of it, but if I needed to get work done, if I needed to write, if I needed to focus on what I was creating, it was hard to do it in an office environment because you had a lot of people around. Well, you know, as things change, as they do in organizations, they moved, they moved my, my, my desk around a little bit. They changed my group around a little bit. And I ended up with a supervisor, somebody I worked for, who uh, put an end to my being able to work from home. And that was one of, the, one of the reasons why I left the organization was I was no longer able to, you know, as a creator, as somebody who writes, I need the space to, to be able to write. And I need the freedom to be able to write. You know, I need to have kind of be no distractions. And being in an office, you know, it was hard to write, especially when I was seated with about three or four people right around me whose job it was to be on the phone most of the day, taking phone calls and helping with our clients. And that's one of the reasons why I left the American Council on Exercise was I wanted to be able to work from home and have the freedom to do that. And there were other reasons as well. You know, I wanted to be able to, when you work for a certification organization, you can't work with equipment companies, rightfully so. Your job there, my job there, was to primarily focus on education for personal trainers. And I couldn't work with equipment companies because it would be seen as the organization promoting equipment. So, but one of the reasons why I left the organization was being able to work from home, which now, ironically, a few years later, and here we are, everybody's from working from home right now. You know, unless you're in a specific industry, um, like in law enforcement, or you're working in the medical profession, and God bless those people, you are working your tails off. So if you are in, uh, if you are a doctor, physician's assistant, nurse, if you're working in the medical industry right now, man, thank you. Because you guys are working your tails off. And I know, you know, I really wish I could give you guys a big proverbial social, you know, safe, safe physical distancing hug because you guys are working hard and hopefully you have enough time to do some self-care, like listen to a podcast or get some exercise. That aside, you know, most people now are working from home or if you're in, if you're one of those people now who are starting to receive the uh, layoff notices or furlough notices, I know those are going out. I've had a number of colleagues in the fitness industry in the last few days, receive those notices. So my heart goes out to you. My hand goes out to you. The good news is, no matter how you're feeling, you know, exercise, being active, can make you feel differently. Get up, go move, go go get a little sweat on, go do something productive. You've heard a few of my recent guests talk about that. If you have nothing else going on for the day, the one thing you can control 
is you can go out, you know, and go out and get some act, do some activity. Now I know the hard part where I live in California, they're shutting down parks, they're shutting down beaches because they're trying to limit the amount of people that gather in crowds. But you can still go for a walk around the neighborhood. And I don't know about you, but I now have a one and a half mile, a two and a half mile, and a four mile loop through my neighborhood. And you know, I'm making use of it. You know, we gotta we gotta adapt. You know, the cool thing is, as a human, as humans, we are a very adaptable species. We can adapt to this. The number one priority right now is to think about others. Don't just think about yourself. The more we interact with other people, the higher risk we create. This is from my understanding of what I've read. The higher risk we, we create of spreading the disease. So do think about those medical care workers out there. Do think about the medical industry, the RNs, the doctors, you know, physician's assistants, the people on the front line of this thing. They need us to stay at home and try to reduce the spread of the virus. But that still doesn't mean not being physically active. And that's where I get to this episode's guest. This episode's guest is an old friend of mine, Artemis Scanalides. Our, our friendship goes back, you know, she likes to say, to the time of MC Hammer Pants and Flip Phones. We, we knew each other back in D.C. In, in, a, in a different life. And one of the reasons why, two reasons I want to have Artemis on, is one, she has a new fitness program out that we talk about. You know, it's about hormones. You know, do you pay attention to your hormones? Do you pay attention to how your exercise influences the hormones in your body? Because hormones are those chemicals that control every cellular interaction in your body. And Artemis has been doing a lot of work in that area. And we're going to talk about that today and how you can, you know, how you, you can exercise to promote a better environment for your hormones, which is a big deal once we get into our 40s and beyond. Now, the other reason that, that ended up, you know, the, as you can hear from that opening quote, is Artemis works from home. She has a lot of experience working from home. And she coaches people on how to start home-based businesses. You know, specifically online fitness businesses. So, you know, Artemis is a great, you know, is a great example of somebody who has, she had already evolved her business from a real life personal trainer to an online personal trainer. And one of the reasons I want to speak with her today is about the benefits. If you're sitting at home going, I'm not getting my workouts, I'm not going to the gym. We talk about the benefits of doing virtual fitness and online fitness. So with that, you know, before I get into the interview with Artemis Scanalides, if you are working, looking for at-home workout solutions, you know, I wrote my book, Smarter Workouts, a while ago, but it is perfect for this environment right now. Smarter Workouts teaches you how to use just one piece of equipment for mobility, strength, and metabolic conditioning workouts. So if you're sitting at home and you're going, how do I work out? What do I do? And, you know, it's hard to follow these streaming services. Or if you have extra time, if you have some downtime, pick up a copy of Smarter Workouts and you'll learn how to design your own exercise programs, as well as being able to follow one of the 21 programs I, you know, I provide for you in the book. If you want to get a sample of Smarter Workouts, go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you sign up for my mailing list, I'll send you a chapter of Smarter Workouts along with a bodyweight workout that you can try out. And that way you can try it before you buy it. If you're looking for in-home workout solutions, go to the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel. That's right, the All About Fitness Podcast now has a YouTube channel. On the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel, I've been throwing up home workouts that you can do using only bodyweight or one or two pieces of equipment. I'm trying to provide solutions for you. You know, we're all in this together, folks. I mean, we got to work together. We have to work together to try to, you know, kind of keep ourselves isolated. You know, it doesn't mean not interact. You know, I've been getting to know my neighbors from a, from a safe distance. Been getting, definitely been getting to know my neighborhood. It doesn't mean interact, but we just have to be smart about how we do it. We have to respect the people on the front lines of this and try to do our best to flatten the curve. And as that, you know, as a part of that, I am trying to bring you resources. Go to the YouTube channel and you'll get free workouts. Listen to the podcast, you'll get free ideas. 
go to my website and I'll send you a free chapter from my book. So I'm trying to give these solutions to you so we can make the best of this situation. Like I said, on this episode, Artemis Scanalides and I, she's a personal trainer, she's an online business coach, and what we talk about is everything from how exercise affects your hormones to strategies for what you can do to be more productive working from home. One note, uh, you can hear a little bit of sound disruption in the background during part of the interview. One of the things about everybody working from home is one of my neighbors was doing some work and using a power tool, and uh, hopefully I got rid of most of that noise, but if you hear a little something in the background, that's exactly what that is. So let's get started with the interview. Today we're speaking with Ms. Artemis Scanalides. Artemis, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pete. How are you? I am doing well, except, you know, we're kind of talking before I hit record. You know, we set this interview up a couple weeks ago. And let me see, what has changed in the uh, in the past few weeks? <laughs> so now, yes, we're, we're dealing with COVID-19, right? We're dealing with quarantine and just everyone's life has changed in a matter of, I mean, it was really changing overnight for a lot of people, but yeah, it's interesting how much things have changed in the past two weeks. Well, no, it's 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 been fat. You know, it's on, I was talking about this with somebody earlier today. It's fascinating, almost as a social experiment, like how how quickly we've adjusted our lives into the social distancing and this whole isolation thing. And and originally, why I'd want to talk to you a little bit was about your online coaching programs. So right. this comes into um, this comes into a, being a perfect time for that. So let's give let's give listeners a little bit of a, of a background, kind of what you do. You've been a personal trainer now for a number of years, but what is yeah. your main what's your main focus of business right now? I own an online business. I'm 100% online. This was I started online back um, in 2012 when I started to write my blog, Iron Body by Artemis, and then I actually started to offer online coaching. A, about a year after that year, year and a half after I started the blog. And at the time, I ha- we owned our facility in Boston. So the online coaching was something that was part-time on top of the, the in-person coaching with, with our business. And I started to offer online coaching because as a result of my blog, I had people asking me if I did distance coaching. So I always have had some sort of an online business, but I had in all, you know, in the 12 years that I got into the online space with my blog and posting on Facebook back then, I had never focused 100% on my online business. And at the end of um, 2018, I had decided to just completely focus on it 100%. And my goal for 2019 was to transition everything 100% online. And that happened much faster than I expected. You know, as soon as I hired a coach and started to get organized and really put all of my efforts into my online business within, within six weeks I was I was ready to be a hundred percent online I reached my goal of doing that I would say because my goal was by December 31st 2019 and by by March I was in a position to be a hundred percent online so well, that what's was, it like if, if I can cut in and just ask you what's it like how was it for you as somebody who you're very good. I mean, you're very gregarious. You and I have known each other a little while. You're very yeah. gregarious. You're very outgoing. And what was it like for you to, to all of a sudden now be working with people through a computer as opposed to, to working with them in person? 
Um, it wasn't, you know, I think you have to, when you are at home alone, you have to be really disciplined about making sure that you get social contact beyond your, the Zoom calls that you're having with your clients, beyond the video exchanges that you're doing with your clients. You know, you have to make sure that you're getting out of the house, going for walks, and that you are getting that you are being social outside of your house. Cause there, I mean, and even now there are, you know, there are, I won't leave my house for days. <laughs> It'll happen. So it, you just, ha it's really important to, to make sure that you are, you schedule that time in and you're diligent about doing it. But as far as interacting with my client, I, you know, I didn't feel like anything was missing because I have, zoom video calls with my clients. So I would see them face to face, even though it wasn't in person, I would like, we would see each other face to face. And even how I would, I do the coaching is oftentimes, you know, they'll, they'll post a video, I'll look at it. And then to respond, I'll go and film the video and send it back to them. So I didn't feel like anything was missing in that way. It's more about just being isolated at home in this environment where you're working by yourself and you're in the house and Every, you know, you're living and working from your house. So just making sure that you schedule your day so you have time to get out and break out of, of being home alone. So wait a minute, you were ahead of the curve then. You were practicing social uh, distancing before anybody else was. <laughs> yes. my, my regular day-to-day -day is already isolation and self-quarantine. So that really nothing in my life has changed since this happened. It's exactly the same, pretty much. You just have uh, 300 million <laughs> people joining you in, in that. Well, what's been... What <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So now I'm just giving people tips on how to get through and stay positive and not get bored, not go stir crazy. Well, That's what, what I do on a regular basis. <laughs> well, what exactly, what are some of those, what are some of those tips? I was going to ask you, what are a few tips that you have? I mean, you shared going for a walk and keeping a schedule, but what helps mm -hmm. you in terms of like, cause, and I'm going to share this with listeners before, before I got on the call with, with Artemis here to re record the podcast, I was recording. I, I don't know. I don't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go for it. I figured I got the noise in the background anyway. I might as well give them a little bit of entertainment. Um, but I was recording a little video for a video blog I'm doing. I recorded a, a five, five or six minute video on stretching that I'm going to put up on YouTube and realize my shorts were on backwards or shorts were on inside <laughs> out. That's because up until that point, I've been wearing just my sweats and, and my pajamas all day, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to record a video. Let me get ready. I actually shaved to record the video. I was like, I got ready. I set my living room up to record put the shorts on, I go through and I, I go to take my shorts, you know, I, I go to take my shorts off and put some sweats on before this call. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I was wearing my shorts backwards. So there are some problems with, with being by yourself all day <laughs> because, yeah. you know, you might not catch that. What, but what are your tips when, when, when it comes to people working from home and, and this is a whole new reality maybe for a lot of people yeah. is when it comes to that, what, do you have a few like th other than, than what you suggested already, what are a couple mm -hmm. other tips that people can do to kind of break up their day a little bit when working from home. Absolutely. And I, and just to your point that you were just talking about is it's, you know, self-care is like making sure that you make time to shower. It's a real thing when you work from home. Like it's not a joke, like making sure that you, you sometimes there, I know business owners and entrepreneurs who need to write, put it, write it down in their schedule, take a shower, brush my teeth. It, and it sounds like a joke and it is a joke. We all joke about it, but it's a real, real thing. And get out of your pajamas, like change your clothes. Like, oh, you have to do that. So um, I think first thing, first and foremost, especially now, and this is actually something that I got online and talked, I've been talking about 
frequently over the past week with the quarantine, especially with the news and everything that's coming at you. And I think that regardless of what is going on in the world at the time, whether it's like what's happening right now, or if this wasn't even happening, it's really important to make sure that when the first thing that you wake up, you are filling your mind with positive thoughts and you, you do, you do something that helps your, your mind to feel positive so that you're constructed through the day. And if the first thing you do when you wake up is you look at your phone and you put on the news, immediately you're feeding your brain with this negative stimulus and this negative stressful stimulus. So I emphasize to people, first thing when you get up in the morning, don't touch your phone, don't don't turn on the news. Like the first thing you should do is I'm a big fan of writing daily gratitude. I'm like, wake up, get your journal, write the three things that you're grateful for. Because no matter what's going on in our lives, whether it's what's happening right now or if this wasn't happening, we all have three things that we can be grateful for in that moment, no matter what. And once you write down that daily gratitude, what it does is you have a physiological response to writing down those positive things. And the physiological response, it's it boosts your feel-good neurotransmitters. And when that happens, then that helps you to just feel good on the inside and that kicks off your day in the right way. And then the next thing, the next thing that I would recommend is, you know, to, you know, make sure that you're, I would say like stay away from your phone and the news for about about, like the first 45 minutes to an hour that you're up. The next thing you should do is just like plan your day, whatever it is that you need to do to get organized and plan your day. And then if the, one of the things that I do and I recommend this is I listen to, there's a podcast I listen to called the quote of the day show podcast. And I love it because it's the, they're just excerpts of, of speak of speeches or talks from motivational speakers. And you, and even like, and they even had, he, he, Sean Croxton even has like comedians on there. Like he had, Jerry Seinfeld talking about transcendental meditation because Jerry Seinfeld meditates and um, and he has like Tony Robbins on there, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, like all that. So the next thing that I do is I listen to the Quote of the Day show podcast and it'll be anywhere from like five minutes to 15 minutes. So it's a really quick snippet of something motivating for the day. And all of those three things helps to get my mind right. And then after I do that, that's about 45 minutes after I wake up. Then I sit down and I look at my phone and I look at my computer and I start I start doing that and then maybe I'll put on the news or I'll scroll news stories in, in the, on, on the internet. Now, I think that no matter what is happening, it's important to, to stay informed, but not completely inundate yourself with news. So I would say like once a day, just get your news somehow, but don't inundate yourself with it because when you start to inundate yourself with it, then it's going to start to have listed these feelings of fear and stress and, and you don't want to feel that way. Right. So it, it's good to, to be informed, but just don't completely inundate yourself with it. So that's, that's a healthy morning routine. And then as you go through your day to make sure that I would just make sure that you have a schedule, like you have a schedule where that you keep to every single day. And that schedule includes exercise, includes daily movement that, Schedule includes hygiene, making sure that you're you're showering and you're changing your clothes and you're brushing your teeth. And even though if you're working from home, it doesn't like as as a woman, you know, you think, okay, well, I don't have to put on makeup or anything like that. It feels really good to like get dressed and put on some makeup and do your hair. And even if you're not really going out in the world, you're still 
seeing face-to-face people on Zoom and you're still probably getting on social media and recording things. And it just helps you to feel good when you go through that process of doing it. So just making sure that you're going through and doing those things. And then I I would recommend, if possible, for any 90-minute period of work after you're done, just sit you know, organize your day so that you're working for like 90 minute periods. And then after take a 30 minute break. So every 90 minute period of work, take a 30 minute break. And that can be doing some things around the house. It could be laundry. It could be just making sure that you're sitting down to, to take lunch and you're away from your computer and you're, you know, your mind is away from work as you're taking lunch or going out and going for a walk. So for every 90 minutes of work, take 30, take a 30 minute break. And I think if you just start to implement those things, then then it helps a lot. And then if you meditate, I would say try to work in some meditation somewhere. And meditation can be something that you do for like 10 minutes. And there's some really great apps out there that offer it. Like um, I use Headspace and then Calm is another great app. So working in meditation into your day. So the key here is to have a schedule, write your schedule down, even if that means putting on your schedule, take a shower at this time. And it sounds crazy, but it's it's it is absolutely necessary when you're working from home and and then you get this mentality of like oh I need to get out of my pajamas or I don't need to like get up and up and do anything because I'm not going to see anyone today. And in that, and if the more that you feed into that, then the more that takes a toll on you, and then hygiene gets lost, and then you start to feel depressed, and so you want to make sure that you're not doing that. So hopefully those those tips help a little bit. So I like that, Artemis, about having that consistent morning routine because, you know, I think I've, I've shared this with you. I, you know, I, I go over and I take care of the kids a couple mornings a week. And on those days, I find it really helps me because I know I'm going to be seeing other parents. Like, I know I got to take my kids to school. And so it forces me to, to kind of get my day going. Whereas on those other days when I don't have that, unless, you know, I sometimes have an early morning call or I might have an early morning appointment. Then, you know, but if I'm going to be working from home for that day, you do easily fall into a trap of all of a sudden you look up, it's 12 noon and you're still wearing your pajamas. Is mm-hmm. that something that you hear from other freelancers when you start coaching with them? Yes, it is. And it's, you know, it's just something I'm in a mastermind group and it's something that, you know, we joke about how like you do have to put on your schedule, like take a shower at this time. You know, make sure you're like after you start to work in the morning, if you work for a couple hours, like put it on your to get up and go take the dog for a walk or, or go do something. Um, remember to put pants on, things like that. <laughs> and remember to put them on, yeah. put them on the right way. <laughs> put them on the right way, yeah. Well, so and, and, it, and then I want to switch, switch gears here, but have you seen some of those things? I was reading a hilarious thread on Twitter the other day about mistakes people have made during Zoom conference calls just in this uh-huh. you know, short period already of um, – of so many people working from home for the first time, you know, people being uh-huh. on Zoom without wearing pants, you know, people being <laughs> on Zoom without <laughs> learning how to hit mute. I mean, have you ever have you ever experienced any of that, like an embarrassing moment that you've been on a conference? I mean, usually your conference, you're, you're working with people one on one, not really in conference yeah. calls, but it can be easy to see how people fall on that track, correct? Yeah, I've had um, when it comes to so a lot of the fitness professionals that I work with right now for business coaching. They're new to 
the online space and bringing their or bringing their business to the online space. So sometimes they're new to Zoom. So I've found that sometimes like getting navigating Zoom and like finding the video and unmuting it and like file. It's really hard when they get on these interview calls with me after they fill out their application. So I've had that happen. And like we'll spend like 20 minutes trying to figure out help helping them to figure out how to unmute it and take the vi- and get the video going and everything. And then I've also found um, because I I have a group coaching program that I was running for hormone balance, my hormone reset group coaching program. And once a week we would have group zoom calls and there are people on there who are not familiar with zoom and they wouldn't put it on mute and I would try to mute them and then they would unmute themselves. And I would just, and even if you ask people to mute themselves, sometimes they don't, or they don't know where it is. And, and it can be really distracting to everyone else on the phone. And I just think, I mean, it's, this is all a new environment we're, we're, we're working with. And how yeah. much of a learning curve was it for you when you started doing online coaching? Was it something that took a little bit of getting used to? And how did you set up your business? Uh, it didn't. It wasn't because prior to working in the fitness industry, I was an IT consultant. So I used to work for IBM and then also a smaller company called Acumen Solutions. And I used to be a business an- analyst and I used to go and help federal government agencies and other businesses. I used to help them map out their business processes and map it to systems. And I even trained one of my projects was I solely trained all of Wells Fargo Insurance Services on Salesforce. And I did that virtually through Zoom calls. That was like one of my projects. So systems are something I'm really familiar with. And even if I don't know the system, it's really easy for me to get on and just like figure stuff out because I've worked with so many different. So that has never been an issue for me. It was actually really easy for me to set up my online business. Um, And so that, so to answer your question, like that was not challenging for me. Because I think a lot of people, when they hear the idea of online personal training or work with a trainer online, they it, it's weird because it's such a interpersonal inter, interpersonal activity. Do you mm-hmm. think, like for consumers, for, for somebody hiring an online personal trainer, do you what do you what are your suggestions to them? If, if if somebody is listening to this and they're going, you know, I miss working mm-hmm. with my trainer. I kind of know I need that structure. What advice mm-hmm. would you have to somebody who now in this new paradigm might be looking mm-hmm. for online coaching themselves for, for a trainer? It, in my experience, I have more contact with my online clients than I ever did with my, my in-person clients because you're, it, you have your Zoom video calls with them and then you're in contact with them. There should be some sort of support in between the calls and I always have that support as unlimited. So I'm in contact with my clients more than I was ever with my in-person clients because your in-person clients, they come in. You see them for that session, and then you say goodbye, and then you typically don't talk to them until they come in and see you again in person. So I, my response would be, you're going to have more contact with your coach than you ever did in person. And I did, and also on another note, is I had someone um, comment yesterday on one of my posts. It was a trainer. He's in Switzerland about how he thinks, in his opinion, that um, you know that something gets lost in the coaching over when you're, when you take it to online coaching. And that has never been my experience. I think it's really that falls on the coach and your approach and how much you're able to give the right kind of coaching to your client in Mm -hmm. the online space. 
Yeah, it, well, it's like anything else. You get out of it what you put into it, right? And so I think yeah. I think the message is for people as we get into this because over the last week, Artemis, I have, I can't, you know, it's it's funny. I can't believe how many how many trainers I've seen offering online coaching. I can't believe how many instructors I've seen offering online coaching. Do you yeah. think that this new um, what we're experiencing right now with COVID nineteen? Do you think this is going to shape reshape the fitness industry? I mean, it was already being d- disrupted a little bit. By yeah. the online space, by Peloton and other groups like that, do you yeah. think do you think this is really going to disrupt the fitness industry long term? And how? I do. I think it's it's forcing people who have brick and mortars or who were not doing any online training to it's forced them to realize, oh my gosh, it, it is important for me to have an online business, whether it's my full time gig or it's it's part time. It's it's super important because people want the ease of training from, say, COVID-19 aside, people want the ease of training from their homes. It's something that's really important to them, especially in today's fast-paced world when they don't have a lot of time on their hands. It can be really easy to set up a simple home gym with you know a kettlebell, a couple of dumbbells, and even some body weight, maybe a TRX you can you know do with that. And so I think that definitely people who were previously not online pre-COVID-19 are realizing the importance of it. And then now that they, it's forcing them to get online, I think that, I don't think that's going to go away. You know, once we get back to our normal lives, it's not going to go away. I think that now they are going to add that into what they're offering as their service. And then I think people who were always, I think that the clients who always had this mentality that they have to like go somewhere and do something for their exercise. Now they're being forced to be a little bit more self-sufficient. And I think that now it's going to help to create good habits on their behalf so Hmm. that they maybe, yes, they go back to the gym once gyms open up again, but I think it's going to help them to be more successful in the long term because now they're adapting these habits of, of learning how to be more self-sufficient at home. Hmm. Yeah, it's because I think my, my original thought was that people are going to return back to the gyms because of the social atmosphere, the yeah. social environment. And mm-hmm. that because for a lot of people, the gym is where you can hang out. But now mm-hmm. as you're saying that, I'm wondering if people will find out that maybe they're a little bit more efficient, um, a little bit more effective, um, you know, they're a little bit more efficient and effective, you know, just do, working out from home. Because you're right, you know, a kettlebell, a TRX, you know, one or two sets of dumbbells, all those are in the book, Smarter Workouts. Huh, anyway, there's a little <laughs> a little self-plug there. But <laughs> yeah. I think people are realizing that, that they can get, if they know what to do, if they have a coach like yourself or like an online coach, if they know what to do, they can get a really good workout from home. That's why I'm just wondering if this is really going to have a lasting effect on the fitness industry. Yes. And and I think also that people who have brick and mortars or they train in person, now this is turning into a way that helps to hold their clients accountable in between in-person sessions. And it's also something for brick and mortars that they can offer to their clients. Hey, if you don't have, if for some reason you have something going on at work over a couple week period, we have now we have this online offering that you can, that helps you to stay, that helps you to stay, um, you know, help you to stay in your routine. And potentially it could, you know, sometimes people will cancel gym memberships because they're like, oh, I'm not using it, I'm not using it. But potentially this could actually, and this is just in theory, it could increase retention rates for facilities because people, they're like, oh, I know if I can't get there in person, there's this online option. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because I do. I have seen that. I actually was watching a friend earlier today. Um, she teaches at a club up in Seattle, and the, the the club operator brought in a the club owner brought in like this special camera that follows the instructor around. So she's by herself teaching in a room. That's why I was mm-hmm. watching it. I want to see how it worked. And she right. taught her full class by herself in an empty studio with a camera that just scanned her. And they were maybe they're they're streaming it via Zoom. And I think there may be thirty people taking the class with her via zoom at least you know, mm-hmm. if the number count could be correct and i just i think this is fascinating to see that now i want to go back to something you said earlier about starting your day off right because you mentioned that if you wake up and you start paying attention to your phone and you start paying attention to the news right away right away it could affect neurotransmitters what do you yeah. mean by like what exactly are neurotransmitters and why should we, we why should we pay attention to that uh so you you have your feel-good neurotransmitter it affects um serotonin which is like your like when we when we exercise, it boosts endorphins and boosts neurotransmitters. So it's the same thing. So when you exercise, you have that physiological reaction. Well, the same thing happens when you have when you do something right, like writing daily gratitude that that um, that creates a, a positive physiological response, and that's important because it's related to balance. So. You know, thoughts become things, anything you think, you know, thoughts can make you sick, thoughts can, and thoughts can help you to, to feel good. So that's, that's why it's important to do that. So if you're like getting up and you're, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go and you're going to look at your phone, you're going to look at all your emails and, oh my God, I have so much work to do today. And you start to get really stressed out and anxious. Well, inside you're going to have a, a similar physiological response. But if you wake up and you are doing something like writing daily gratitude do, or listening to a motivating podcast that helps you to have constructive positive thoughts, that helps you to boost the same neurotransmitters, that, that same boost that you get when you go and exercise, then that's going to kick your day off right. And that's because a lot of people don't realize, and this is what I want to talk to you a little bit about, your new, the new program you're running. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of our, our physiology, a lot of what we do are controlled by hormones, are controlled mm-hmm. by the chemicals in our body. Neurotransmitters are one type of chemical that, that really function on, on the nervous system. A lot of stuff function, you know, affects the nervous system. But hormones, I think people don't realize, are the chemicals that really drive change within the body. So what is, what's your new program and, and what, is, what are you trying to do? How can you influence or affect the hormones via exercise? And one thing I just wanted to correct, I said serotonin. What I meant to say was dopamine. <laughs> dopamine is our feel-good neurotransmitter. Um, so just correcting that. Um, so with your, with your hormone, so that's like, so if you think about, let's think about cortisol, okay? Um, our adrenals, I always say your adrenals and cortisol are like, that is like the mother of all hormones. And, that, and that's all related to stress. And the reason for that is if your cortisol is dysregulated, it's going to affect other hormones. So if you have dysregulated cortisol, it can affect your thyroid. It can affect your sex hormones. And for example, how it can affect your sex hormones is say you're high stress all the time, just high stress, high stress, high stress. Then what's going to happen is your adrenals aren't going to be able to keep up with that cortisol production. And they're going to go and they're going to steal from, there's a pre-hormone called pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is made from cholesterol and pregnenolone is the pre-hormone for progesterone. 
and it'll your it will go and steal if your if your adrenals can't keep up then your body will go and steal from pregnenolone to make that cortisol to keep up with the high stress and the cortisol needs and then when the pregnenolone is de- depleted then that causes progesterone to be low and then the same thing can happen with estrogen and testosterone so est- estrogen and testosterone are typically made from a hormone um, called DHEA so then what will happen next is if your body's not getting enough from the pregnenolone and not getting enough from the adrenals, your body will go to the DHEA. DHEA is also made from cholesterol and then steal from DHEA to make cortisol. And then that causes estrogen and testosterone to be low. And if your cortisol, if your cortisol is low, it can drag your thyroid hormone down too. See, it's interesting how that all that all ties in. Years ago, Artemis, I forget what I was studying, but I, I remember reading that cholesterol was a component. HDL, you know, the high dense high density lipoprotein cholesterol, is a component of testosterone. And that's when I realized what company what company makes Lipitor, which is a which lowers cholesterol. Oh, I don't it's know. It's Pfizer. Pfizer makes Lipitor okay. that lowers cholesterol. So cholesterol lowering medication. What company makes Viagra? Is it Pfizer? It's Pfizer oh. makes yeah. So they get you. It's like literally they get you coming and going. That's what. And I, I don't know if the, if the chemistry. I don't know that much about biochemistry. But yeah. that's what, what I do know about. Because say you start taking a cholesterol, you know, and people that need to take cholesterol medication by all means take it. But ask your doctor how that's going to affect other areas in your life. Because if you start mm-hmm. taking a, a cholesterol lowering medication, you may not realize that it could have an effect on your testosterone. Is that yeah. can exercise have a significant can the right exercise and nutrition program can it help rebalance hormones and kind of help people put put them in a more anabolic or more state of growth of muscle growth? Absolutely, it can. As long as you just want to make sure that you're not over exercising, and strength training in particular, and interval training that promotes hormone balance. And, yes. and, and because I think I think that's what people don't realize is people don't realize that overexercising, what are some of the negative effects of overexercising? Well, and, and just to speak to like, doing the right things for like, if you're doing strength training and like interval training, that will help to boost growth hormone, which helps with muscle building. And it just, it helps with your metabolism and it helps with your thyroid. And then overexercising would be because exercise is stress. Right. Your, your body doesn't when it comes to stress, your body doesn't know if it's stress from or stress from exercise. So remembering always that exercise is stress on your body. And yes, we need a little bit of stress on our bodies and we do need to have that happen. But excess stress would be like uh, running a marathon. Right. Or going and doing like two hours of cardio, exercising seven days a week and making sure that you're not taking a rest day to let your body repair and recover. That, that is over-exercising. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right amount of exercise every day and then, then the right kind of exercise, right? So right kind would be strength training, interval training, and then maybe you're doing that like four times a week. And then maybe two days a week you're balancing it out with some walks or taking an indoor cycling class, like a 45-minute indoor cycling class, and then you have like one full day off a week. And now, how does that affect us? We get a little bit older, and I know that, that we're about the same age. I'm, I'm rapidly approaching the door at 50, and I know you're a couple years behind me. But as we get into our 40s, how, how important is it that we pay attention to our hormones, and how important is it that we really are mindful of that with our exercise program? Because as we get older, we lose the like growth hormone becomes depleted, right? So it's, it's important to make sure that 
if we're and that that will affect metabolism and that will affect thyroid. So if we, it's important to to make sure that we're we stay with within the parameters of the right kind of exercise, the right amount, and then get the right recovery time so that we're maintaining that balance, that hormone balance, and we're boosting that that growth hormone, and then we're getting that recovery time that our body needs to repair, recover, and replenish everything. And how have your like one thing I'm interested in as you've gotten older? How have your sleep habits changed? Like, what have you changed about? Because that's one thing that I've been been working on. You know, is a lot. You know, that's like one area. I feel like I'm good in all areas of exercise, but the mm-hmm. one area that I'm really weak in is in sleep. What? How have your sleep habits changed, Artemis? As we've gotten a little bit older, and, and how so, and why? Uh, so I've. There, that's a, that's a great question because over the past year, so I was diagnosed. I, I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. It's when your thyroid attacks itself, and I was diagnosed with that um, like two and a half years ago, and uh, and I, so I had low thyroid and Hashimoto's, and at that time I was going to, and this is all relates to sleep, and I'll get to it in a second, but um, I, and at that time I had low testosterone, I had high estrogen, I had low progesterone. And so I balanced all my sex hormones, but it was still a struggle to balance my thyroid. Even, you know, I went through like seven different medications. And then I read something about how um, cortisol can affect your thyroid medication. And that is Hmm. if you have low cortisol, then it can cause your thyroid medication not to work because it can be dragging your thyroid down. So I brought this up with my my doctor, and I asked her if we could test my cortisol. So we did a Dutch test, and we tested my cortisol, and we learned that my cortisol was was low. I had low cortisol across the day; it was like completely flatlined. Now, if your if your cortisol is healthy and normal, what should happen is you wake up, and then it should you should have a nice high level, like around. 8 or 9 a.m., and then it'll peak about three hours after you wake up. So it typically will peak around 10 or 11 a.m. in the morning, and then it'll come back down, and then it'll stay nice and low for the afternoon and evening so that you can go to sleep at night. And um, so your and your cortisol levels are linked to your circadian rhythm. So if you don't have a regulated circadian rhythm, then that's going to throw your cortisol off, which could throw your thyroid off. And this is all related to sleep because your circadian rhythm is related to sleep. So when I learned that about my cortisol, there was a supplement. And there's no way to regulate cortisol except by lifestyle and supplements. Hmm. So I had a supplement plan of vitamin C, vitamin E, and adrenal complex because your adrenals need vitamin C and E in order to produce cortisol. So I had this whole adrenal plan. But then the other thing that was really, really important was making sure that I was going to bed at the same time every night within 30 minutes of the same time and then getting up at the same time every single day within 30 minutes, whether it was a weekend or a weekday. And the ideal time to go to bed is between – for the ideal time for to, for your circadian rhythm is to go to bed between 10 and 10:30 and then wake up usually around 6:30 somewhere between 6:30 and 7 and you want to have seven about 7 to 8 and a half hours of sleep you don't want to do more than 8 and a half hours of sleep so i worked really hard to get into this rhythm of going to bed and waking up at the same time in order to help regulate my cortisol and um, and then once I did that and I was taking the supplements, then I noticed that I started to sleep better and that I also – and then I, in the end, I ended up regulating my cortisol and also regulating my thyroid.
thyroid. And one of the things that is important while you're doing this is to make sure that you're getting outside and you're getting sunlight, like you're going for like a walk for like 20 minutes in a day, or you could do like two 10 minute walks or just get out and get some sunlight during the day. Typically, it, the best time to do it is like before 10 or 11 a.m. But if you can't do that, like a noontime walk is fine, like if you're in an office. And the reason for this is sunlight helps your body to produce melatonin. And the more melatonin that you have at night, the more melatonin mm. that you have, then the more you're going to sleep at night because melatonin helps you to sleep at night and sunlight helps you to get that. So that's a huge part of it. And I would say prior to that whole process, and, and this is related to, I think it was related to just being older. I'm 44 years old. And then I think it was also related to the fact that my cortisol was not regulated. I didn't have the best sleep. I wasn't having the best sleep. But once I started to regulate my circadian rhythm and I was, and the other thing that I did was I started to wear blue light glasses at night, the hmm. amber blue light glasses. And that's there. It's proven that that blocking that blue light at night, it helps you to have more sound sleep. It helps you to fall asleep faster and have more sound sleep at night. So that was another thing that I implemented. And I even have some daytime blue light glasses that I wear as well because I am online and I'm on the computer all the time. So just so I don't have like this extra blue light coming at me all the time. Um, but once I started to do that, once I started to regulate my sleep pattern then in my circadian rhythm and I started to make sure I was like getting out and getting for walks with my dog in the, in the sunlight and getting that sun and wearing my blue light glasses, then that's when my sleep started to improve because my cortisol started to regulate and therefore my sleep started to get better. Well, that all actually all comes back to the conversation we had starting off with, right? About working from home and, and getting into these new habits. Because yeah. you talked about getting outside into into the fresh air. I mean, not only is that good to kind of clear your mind, but there's actually a good physiological response. Now, the, the final thing I want to get ready to wrap it up here, just respecting your time. Did you ever think about when you started learning about being a personal trainer? Because, you know, when we became personal trainers, it's like about let's move, let's get strong, let's do this. Did you yeah. ever think about that you that you'd be coaching people on hormones <laughs> that you know down the line you go from teaching people how to swing a kettlebell and now you're coaching people up on hor- I mean is it isn't it interesting like how how like the it's changed and how your approach and how how the whole mindset the fitness has changed and evolved Yeah no I definitely did not and I would say that the hormone coaching came about when I started as I got older and as hormone balance became more important, because as you get older, that's when you start to have, you notice you have more imbalances. And so I started to have my own challenges with that due to my age and also just due to, um, you know, if you're a woman and you've been on the birth control pill, like that will completely throw your hormones off too. So it was all, it was based upon my age and just my own challenges with my hormone balance. And once I started to learn more and more and more, I wanted to help other people because I learned because I struggled for to, for about 10 years to get my thyroid diagnosed properly mm-hmm. by allopathic physicians because I knew that something was wrong for a long period of time. I want to say I started to see the symptoms in 2008 and um, and every time I would go to a physician, they, I would ask them to check my thyroid and they and they would. And often what happens is allopathic physicians will typically have an out they can often have an outdated range for thyroid. So maybe you might be, you might have low thyroid and it might be like borderline, but it'll be within their range. You look, if you look, if you think of it, like if you get an A in class, your thyroid is like perfectly healthy and it's like great numbers. And then my thyroid numbers were like a D, but a D was still good enough for them. 
right? So they would yeah. say, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But it's like, oh, no, it's not. Everyone should have an A thyroid. Right? So anyway, so I went like... <laughs> I like that analogy. So I went all this time getting it misdiagnosed. And finally, I found a functional medicine specialist who diagnosed it properly. She had like the correct range and she mapped it to my symptoms. And she was like, this is what's going on. And um, so going that... So having those challenges, I learned so much about about Hashimoto's and and low thyroid and just other hormone balances. And I also learned how much other women like me suffered just like me with going years and years and years with having a misdiagnosis. And and what can happen with your thyroid? There are things that I experienced that oftentimes doctors will doctors will just write off as age. Like you're just getting older. You'll feel, you know, I felt like muscle aches and pains, joint hmm. aches and pains. I literally felt like I turned into an old lady overnight. And then also I like anxiety. I would have panic attacks. Um, there's like all these other things that go along with, with having low thyroid and Hashimoto's and just also gut issues because like my, you, there is, since it is an autoimmune disease, whatever is autoimmune, you just want to make sure that you have some food allergy testing done and you're eating the right things because if you're not doing that and your stomach reacts to it, then you have inflammation and then that inflammation can cause your body to start attacking its own tissue. So if you have an autoimmune disease, it's going to, it's going to increase the attack on the thyroid or whatever it is. So I just learned more and more through the process about how women like me had, had struggles because they, because of misdiagnosis. And so I got into it because I wanted to help other women be armed with knowledge. I wanted to help to help to teach them about hormone balance, about these challenges, so that when they go to the doctor, they know what numbers they're looking for. They know that, you know, if they have these symptoms, it's not just because they're getting older. Because I'll tell you, after I got everything regulated, my aches and pain, once I got on the right thyroid medication and my cortisol got regulated, all of that, I don't have musculoskeletal aches and pains like anymore. Like that, that completely went away. Like, I don't have, I haven't had panic attacks or anxiety, all that stuff went hmm. away. And it was interesting. I didn't even think about it until my husband, who was an athletic trainer, he asked me, he's like, Hey, do you still have like, you know, joint aches and pains? Or and I said, no, you know, all that, all that went away. He's like, I bet you it's related to your thyroid. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm sure it is because I finally got on the right thyroid medication and got things regulated. But my point is that I want after I went through all these struggles and learned that there were so many other women out there in the dark who needed help too, I wanted to help them too because knowledge is power. So the more that I can help to coach them and teach them this, then they can go to their physicians with this information and they can make sure that they're getting the right care. Well, and I just I wanted to, thank you for saying that because I wanted to bring the the point, Artemis. I mean, our specialty is exercise, right? We can help people yeah. exercise better. We can right. help people move better. But we yeah. what we can do also is, I mean, we're not medical professionals. No. You wouldn't try to diagnose somebody, but no. what you could do is tell somebody some questions. Hey, have you asked about this or have you asked right. about that? You know, because yeah. we're looking at it from a different point of view. And I really I love that analogy about. Yeah, you might have a you might have a sixty two percent. You have a D, but you're still passing. So doctors mm-hmm. would be like, "Yeah, it's good, it's okay." But no, you want a ninety. You're, I've known you for a while. <laughs> you're not you you you're not satisfied with sixty two percent. You don't want sixty two percent. You want ninety eight, ninety nine, one hundred percent. So yeah. I think that's a very very important thing. How can yeah. people get a little more information about about what you're doing, about the, your hormone your hormone per- program, and about the other types of programs you have going on? Um, they can contact me on Instagram. They can send me a direct message at Iron Body by Artemis. 
Or they can send me an email, and that's ironbodybyartemis at gmail.com. And so, because I know you're doing some really cool stuff, and you put up some, and, and for people that, that are looking somebody really good to follow, I mean, the cool thing is, Artemis, is every now and then I see your name pop up on uh, one of the influencer lists. Like, it's one of the, you know, lists, people put lists together. How does it, it feel when you get when you get named as a top influencer, um, social media influencer? What's, what's your reaction to that? It's always a surprise. It's always like a really nice surprise, because I, I don't know, I guess I just don't think of myself as that, and so then when that happens it's like oh wow that's really really cool that like it's it's like the same reaction I had when I after writing it for a year and a half I was like oh my gosh people are actually reading this and so it's like the same sort of thing like oh my gosh people are actually reading my content and watching my videos and listening to what I say and like oh my gosh it's so cool so it is cool and I do like it. Yeah, I, I want to just like go back to um, what you were saying about no, we're not physicians and we're I'm not diagnosing people. I just want to make sure that's clear. I'm not diagnosing people and giving them treatment for I'm always just helping them to understand their symptoms better and arming them with information so they can go to their doctor and get treatment. So I just want to make sure that's clear because no, that's really important. And I guess it's true. But but I and see, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because in my mind, I heard you say, yeah. if you pay attention to how you exercise, if you pay attention to what you eat. If you pay attention mm-hmm. to how you sleep, you can have a significant influence on your hormone balance. I didn't, I, you know, yeah. but that's me knowing that. And I, but I could hear somebody else go. I could hear somebody else who might not have the same background go. What she's she's going to diagnose my hormones? What? <laughs> so right. no. So yeah. I'm glad you clarified that because yeah. those of us in the know, we understand that yeah. all those other factors contribute to to the hormone balance. So that, that right. I think that's a very important thing. Yeah, it doesn't cure. You know, you can't say i wouldn't say like lifestyle nutrition it doesn't cure hormone imbalances but it's important to have the right lifestyle changes and nutrition in place in order to support hormone balance because other they work hand in hand and it's and it all goes back to how our environment affects our dna and affects genetics and there's a whole other field which we're not going to get into today but about epigenetics and how certain your nutrition, your environment, your lifestyle can cause your genes to express themselves a certain way. And that is also related to hormone balance. So making sure if you are going, if your goal is to go and balance your hormones, you you want to see a physician, but you also want to make sure that you're following the right lifestyle and nutrition protocols in order to support that. Well, that's an, that's such an important message. Well, Artemis, it really is a lot of fun to catch up with you, and and it's funny. I didn't even th- you know when we scheduled this, it, you know, it was before everybody had gotten the shelter in place um, mm-hmm. <laughs> recommendation. I don't even know in some states. I haven't checked the news for hours today. You know, going on your advice, I've kept the yeah. news off today for a variety of reasons. But I don't know what, what extent. You know, who knows what we could be facing now when I turn on the news? But I think that was some very important advice. But it all comes full circle. Because your environment dictates how you feel. So if you are working at home, you have to be really mindful about taking certain steps to practice self-care so you have you create the right environment for yourself no matter where you may be working. So I really appreciate that insight today. Thank you. Artemis and I recorded this interview on March 23rd. Since recording that interview, I've been trying to practice those things that she talked about. I've been doing the gratitude list in the morning. I've been taking a little bit of time and reflection in the morning before starting out, before you know getting started with um, you know with my day, especially when I'm not with my kids. I'm trying to be a little bit more productive because you know without having my usual 
like all of us without having the usual schedule, you know, there are those days where you look down and you go, oh my goodness, I've been wearing my sweatpants all day and it's four o'clock and you didn't really get changed. So I have been trying to put this into practice. So, you know, it's always one of the cool things I like about doing this podcast is when I speak to a guest, I try to implement the information the guest shares with us. So I recommend that. Try to do some of those things. Try that gratitude list. You know, my in the previous podcast, I spoke with Dr. Jess Harmon. You know, sit down and write what you did during the day. Think about how you're productive. Look for areas where you can be more productive. You know, my previous podcast with Paul McCullough, former Navy SEAL. You know, he talked about in stressful situations, focus on what you have in front of you right now. Don't think about what's out there. Don't think about it. There's a lot, so much we can't control. What can we control right now? And that's what Artemis talks about. You know, she talks about, you know, what she's saying is, what can we focus on today? Make a schedule. Follow your schedule. You know, make a to-do to do list. Knock things off the to-do list. All these things not only can help you just deal with, you know, help you exercise better or structure time for exercise, but now if you find yourself working from home for the first time in forever, if ever, you can be more productive with that. So with that, you know, hopefully you got some information out of this podcast. Definitely check out the information below in the show notes on how to contact Artemis. If her program sounds like it's perfect for you, reach out to her. I've known, like I said, I've known her a long time and I have a lot of respect for what she's doing, for who she is and, and what she's doing in the fitness space. She is doing some tremendous work. And I know if you have a few questions, if you're trying to deal with a few things with exercise, you're in your 40s or a little bit beyond, you know, working with Artemis as a, as a virtual coach is one way to do that. If you want more information, I'm going to be having a lot more information on my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com. Again, if you go there, you sign up for my mailing list, I'll send you a free chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts, along with a bodyweight workout program that you can do at home. Also, go to my go to the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube page, and you'll see a number of workouts that you'll be able to do. My, my apartment isn't that big, and you'll see what I can do in my apartment, and hopefully that gives you some ideas for how you can stay fit while you're sheltering at home and helping to flatten the curve and beat this nasty virus. With that, as always, thanks for stopping by. I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.